Hello everyone, my name is Ain, and welcome to our Rocking Reservoir Waves podcast channel. Today, we will be bringing you the first part of Unveiling Rock Physics, a journey from petrophysics to rock physics and beyond lecture series. This podcast will comprise of three episodes that takes you into the fascinating world of rock physics, where our reservoir expert, Akash Mathur, will unravel the secrets hidden beneath the surface and embark on a captivating journey through the intricate world of rock physics. A quick introduction on Akash. He is the GeoSoftware Product Manager for Petrophysics and Rock Physics. Akash has spent the last 10 years working on projects and studies in reservoir or conventional petrophysics, integrated seismic petrophysics and rock physics modeling, machine learning and seismic reservoir characterization for ENP clients globally. His expertise lies in integrating petrophysics and rock physics modeling for reservoir characterization projects. Akash has worked on several fields globally and has performed rock physics modeling for both carbonates and plastic, including heavy oil reservoirs. He has authored and co-authored many rock physics papers in the past, highlighting the benefits of integrated petrophysics and rock physics modeling approach. Akash has a master's in innovation and entrepreneurship from HEC Paris, Paris, and Bachelor of Technology in Geoscience from University of Petroleum and Energy Studies, India. Hello, Akash. How are you and what will you be talking today? Hello, and thank you, Ayn, for the lovely introduction. So for this podcast series, I'll be talking on how to go about the practical rock physics modeling approach and as a geoscientist who need to deliver accurate results uh, consistently and constantly it's important for us to understand uh, what the correct workflow is for performing any rock physics modeling exercise in qi project and uh, that is what i'm going to discuss in this podcast so let's first start with a basic question. What is rock physics and how would you define it? So if I have to go in one line, I would say rock physics is an integrated discipline that relates and delivers uh, petrophysical and rock properties from the elastic inputs. These elastic inputs could be density, p-sonic, shear sonic, or its transforms like uh, p-impedance, vp by bs, etc and the petrophysical properties uh, could be the volume of clays, porosity, saturations, species, etc. So rock physics is required to integrate data measured by different instruments at different scales and frequencies. And our rock physics model, which comprises of a set of equations, which delivers the above objective is basically a rock physics model. And back in history, uh, rock physics started as just a porosity and velocity science, but now it has emerged as a porosity, velocity, mineralogy, rock texture, fluid science, since all these rock properties impact the elastic response of the rock. So therefore, it also forms as an important link between well and seismic data. So you are saying that rock physics started out with this whole porosity velocity thing but now it's like this porosity velocity 
mineralogy, rock texture mashup. How did this shift happen and why does it matter? Especially when it comes to linking up well and seismic data in the world of drilling beneath the surface? So the initial idea behind relating velocity to porosity was to invert uh, for porosity from the velocity data in porous rocks. However, we also knew that velocities relate to the elastic moduli of the rocks, that is the bulk and the shear moduli. So whatever impacts these moduli also impacts the velocities. And early on, it has been noted that these moduli are also dependent on uh, mineralogy, the rock texture, and even the fluid type and the distribution. And therefore, now we can consider rock physics as porosity, velocity, mineralogy, rock texture, and fluid science. So rock physics models, they're like the important element with equations, right? Can you break down how these equation sets link the petrophysics and rock properties together? Sure. So as I was mentioning previously, that rock physics relates a lot of uh, petrophysical properties to the elastic properties. And therefore, to build a rock physics model, the first step is to build a rock frame. Uh, and as we think of rock frame, it's composed of rock metrics, uh, that is the minerals. Uh, an example would be a mix of quartz and clay. And not only the volumes of those minerals, but also a rock frame is comprised of rock texture information, like the spatial arrangement of uh, these metric grains and the pore shapes or the grain shapes. So once this dry rock frame is built, we add pores uh, or pore fluids into these pore spaces. And all these information needs to come from the petrophysics side. So that is why petrophysics and rock physics are integrated and are very important and, and linked. And it's very, very important to have a good understanding on the petrophysics um, before even we start our rock physics modeling exercise. I see. So Akash, what about for newcomers in this field? Could you explain the data necessary to effectively engage in rock physics? Sure. So for any rock physics study, the first thing we need to have with us are the wells and the seismic at minimum. It's always good to have co-measurements, petrography information, and geological information, etc., to go along with it. And once all of this data is integrated and is available, we can start uh, with the rock physics modeling exercise. Okay, so once we've got all the necessary data in place, so what's the next step? Do you have a recommended workload that geoscientists should consider following for the best possible outcomes? Yes, so in general, we always start with the well log measurements uh, for any uh, QI projects and uh, try to get the understanding from those measurements. Later, we integrate seismic for uh, validating our rock physics modeling exercise. Um, so let it break down into wells and seismic. So for wells and utilizing the well data, a good understanding of log measurements and petrophysics is required. And it always starts with first assessing the quality of the logs, uh, understanding what the depth of investigation and the resolution of different logs would mean. 
Uh, a small example would be understanding that Roby has a higher resolution and shallow depth of investigation uh, as compared to Sonics. Now, once we have a good understanding about the quality and depth of investigation and resolution, we have to also have good understanding on the generation of the petrophysical volumes in an optimal manner. This optimal manner is something that we call as seismic petrophysics methodology, and we are going to talk about it uh, in the coming uh, podcast series as well. But yes, uh, a good understanding of how petrophysical volumes is computed is also uh, important. Then later on, uh, it's about incorporating the rock architecture information. So we integrate data from course petrographic information into our rock physics model. And once we have integrated all those information, uh, we basically reconstruct a rock and the output from the rock physics would be density, p-sonic, and sonic. Uh, and then uh, seismic finally comes into picture and will help to validate our rock physics modeling results and also help with reservoir characterization. So we need to understand that log conditioning, seismic petrophysics, rock physics modeling, and seismic validation, that is well ties AVOs are iterative and integrated exercise. If we miss any one step, we are bound to misinterpret the results and further add uncertainty without any quantification. So we call this entire workflow as integrated and iterative petrophysics and rock physics modeling. At Geosoftware, this is our way of performing any good quality rock physics modeling exercise. In your previous explanation, you mentioned that rock physics models generate elastic logs such as density and sonics. Now, given that these measurements are already available from well data, could you explain why it's still necessary to perform rock physics models and replicate this data? Good question, Ayn. So there are a couple of issues with the recorded data which make it quite far from true subsurface picture at many times it may even give a false picture of the subsurface firstly the recorded logs may be affected by the wellbore environments like washout cycle skips mud filtrate invasion and data gaps there might be even hydrocarbon effect that may cause the elastic logs to read far from the true subsurface property values Additionally, resolution differences between the petrophysical curves like Roby and Phi, etc., and sonics can cause big discrepancy and trigger false interpretation. We must remember that a good understanding of well data and petrophysics is very important for the purpose of rock physics. It always helps to constrain our interpretation and prevents us from going in the wrong direction. All these issues discussed above make the recorded elastic logs far from being the true representation of the subsurface. So Akash, from your past encounters, what are the common difficulties people tend to encounter when they start getting into rock physics? So based on my experience, uh, I've seen uh, quite common issues when people try to perform any rock physics modeling exercise. And uh, let me try to reframe this uh, question by saying that, or by trying to answer what is not rock physics modeling. So rock physics modeling is not merely cross plotting the recorded data um, and trying to assess the fluid or the lithology separation. For example, like just creating a cross plot of the recorded 
P impedance LVP by Vs. So that is not what rock physics modeling is. Rock physics modeling is uh, neither a log conditioning exercise where we are simply trying to condition our sonics. It's also not a shear generation exercise using regressions where we simply try to generate uh, the shear data and just using that synthetic data for our work. It's also not a mere curve fitting exercise where we are just trying to overfit our uh, sonics that we have. And neither it is uh, uh, a well tie and AVU exercise where we don't understand the petrophysics enough and are directly jumping to the well tie and AVUs. So all of these kind of uh, things are basically missing on the integration uh, with different disciplines. Uh, especially on the petrophysics since accurate petrophysical rock properties and phases estimation is something we try to achieve uh, after performing any inversion studies at 3d scale so until and unless we consider a good quality petrophysics or we have a good understanding of petrophysics uh, we cannot move forward on the rock physics uh, modeling my next question will be what is the best way to go about creating an ideal workflow for rock physics modeling? So the ideal workflow for any rock physics modeling exercise is to follow integrated and iterative petrophysics and rock physics uh, modeling workflow. So in this workflow, we give utmost importance to petrophysics, rock physics, and seismic validation exercise. At GeoSoftware, we have been practicing this workflow for all our projects. Going forward, we'll be looking into each of these steps, starting from seismic petrophysics and then moving on to rock physics. But yes, the most important thing to consider is integrating petrophysics for our rock physics modeling exercise. Before we wrap up today's episode on rock physics, um, here's my final question. Who typically takes on the task of rock physics? Is it the petrophysicists? Uh, the geophysicist or someone else from other discipline? So this has been one of the most common questions uh, we receive. A quick answer to this is anyone, whether he or she is a petrophysicist or a geophysicist or a geologist or an engineer can perform the workflow as long as they understand petrophysics and rock physics theory and can bring this understanding to seismic. It is always a teamwork where geoscientists from different disciplines come together to bring out a better understanding of the subsurface. Thank you, Akash, for enlightening our listeners with an impactful and inspiring insights. Concluding the first episode of Unveiling Rock Physics, a journey from petrophysics to rock physics and beyond. We hope you've enjoyed our journey into the fascinating world of rocks and the advanced techniques that unveil their mysteries. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes in our Rocking Reservoir podcast channel as we continue to unravel the secrets of the subsurface. Remember to subscribe, share this podcast channel, and if you have questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. Until next time, keep embracing the geological wonders and keep on exploring. <laughs>